Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Sota Daf Dalid. We are holding on Daf Gimlam and Beis. We are at Tanur two lines from the end of the page on Daf Gimlam and Beis. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children, Anla Ilanishmas' mother, Kolda Basimcha, Allah Shalom. We, uh, we thank him very much for the continued sponsorship of the Daf Yomi. What we're going to be learning today is the following. First, we're going to talk about the sheer of time of Kidei Stira. How long does the, uh, does the man and the woman have to be alone in a room in order to have violated what's called stira, which is going to turn her into a suffix sota. So the Gemara is going to have ultimately what will boil down to eight different opinions about what exactly is the shir tumma, the shir of stira. The Gemara is also going to ask uh, contradictions within those opinions because we have multiple brysos and it seems that some of the Tanaim uh, are saying different things in uh, in the two brysos and we're going to try to reconcile those stiras. We're going to ask some detailed questions about each of those Shi'urim of Kedei Tumah, Kedei Stira. Then on Ahmed Beis, the Gemara is going to have three different explanations of how Ben Azai was able to come up with an opinion. Ben Azai was never married, and the Gemara says that all of these Tanayim that tell us how long it takes to have Bia were speaking from their own personal experience. Ben Azai didn't have personal experience. So how was he able to come up with an opinion? So the Gemara is going to have three possible Shitos. Then the Gemara is going to talk about the importance of Nitilas Yod. Uh, why does it come up over here in the Tilas Yadayim? Because one of the uh, Shiurim of Kedei Stira, Kedei Tuma, is, uh, has something to do with a Kikar Lechem. It has something to do with a loaf of bread. So once we're talking about a loaf of bread, so we talk about the Tilas Yadayim on a loaf of bread. And then the Gemara is going to talk about, toward the end of the daf, the evils of Gaiva, how terrible Amida Gaiva is. So let's begin uh, at two lines from the end of the page on daf Gimel Amid Beis. So we had, we had mentioned in in the uh, the Mishnah, that uh, there's a difference, or the we had quoted just recently the difference between what's called Edus Rishona and Edus Achrona, right? We tried to make a Kalvachomer that uh, if Edus Rishona, which is what we call, uh, which is, was a reference to Edus of Stira or, and does not answer her Israelam, and yet you still need Shrei Edim, so you would think Edus Tuma, Edus Achrona, which is Edus Tuma, which is uh, something that's much more permanent, you would think you for sure would need to take that seriously enough. That it should require two edim, but we kept on using that terminology: edus rishona, edus achrona. So tan rabbanon, ezohi edus. Harishona. What is Edus Harishona? What are we referring to? So we, we mentioned it as we were doing it, but Zo Edus Stira. That's a reference to the Edus Stira, that, uh, the Edus that, uh, that, that saw this woman go alone into a room with this man. Edus Achrona, Zo Edus Tuma. And Edus Achrona is Edus Tuma. In the Sefer Minchasot, he says, what's the price of being Mechadish? From the Mishnah, it's Muchach, that Edus Rishona is Edus Stira, because you can't, it can't be about Edus Hakinoi, because it says that Edus Harishona is Eina Osarta Iser Olam, which makes it sound like it does answer her temporarily, just not permanently. Edus Kino, it doesn't answer her at all. It's, it's just a stage one to be able to have the next stage answer her. So it's not even an Iser Sha'ah. So of course, just from context alone, it's obvious that it's, uh, that it's referring to Edus Stira. What, why, what else could Edus Rishona be referring to? So he suggests in the Milchasota that the beginning of the Brice is really just a Hakdama to the Hemshech of the Brice. So we're 
the Bryce is going to say, what is the sheer stira? And it's going to say, oh, the sheer stira is the sheer tumah. Oh, that's why we're referring to these things as edus rishona and edus achrona, as if they are linked together in some way. Otherwise, you would just call it stira and call it tumah. The fact that you call one first and one last means that they're uh, that the first and the last have what to do with each other. That the amount of time for stira relates to the amount of time for tumah. So I asked the Gemara of a kamashir stira. Okay, how long is that? What exactly is the sheer stira that would make her asura labayla? Kedei tumah. It's the amount of time that it would take to uh, to have tashmish. So it says Gemara kedei bia. That's kedei tumah means kedei bia. Tumah in this context means bia kedei ha'ara. And bia is defined as what we call tchilas bia, which is machlokas. What exactly that is? It's either nishikas ever or the amount of time of hachnasas atara. But they're just the beginning of the bia kedei akafas dekel, which happens to translate to the amount of time that it takes for a person to walk around a palm tree. Divrei Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Kedei Mezigas HaKos. That no, it's the amount of time that it takes to dilute a cup of wine with water. Rabbi Yeshua, Omer, Kedei Lishtoso. It's the amount of time that it takes a person to drink a, uh, a cup of wine. Tulsus raises the question, why does it mention Rabbi Yishmael before Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua, if after all Rabbi Yishmael was in the same generation as Rabbi Akiva, uh, and Rabbi Akiva was a Talmud of Rabbi Eliezer. So why does Rabbi Ishmael, who comes in a later generation, get mentioned before Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua? So Tosos, uh, in, in the end of the Ibrahim Benazai, Tosos says that the, we, we didn't want to put Rabbi Ishmael uh, according to the Seder Adoros because then he would have uh, been in between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Akiva. And, uh, the, uh, the, the, and both Rabbi, Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Akiva talk about the Seder of Achilu Shtia, and he would have been mafsik with something that has nothing to do with Achilu Shtia. I mean, you have to look at the content of what they're saying as well. There are two ways you can organize the Shitos. You can organize the Shitos chronologically in terms of when they lived, or you can organize them logically based on the content of what they're saying. So Rabbi Ishmael had said that it's about Hakafas Dekel, which has nothing to do with Achila. But Rabbi Eliezer starts talking about Mezigas Hakos, Rabbi Yeshua about Shtia Hakos. So these are things that relate, uh, that are much more relatable to each other. Ben Azay Omer, Ben Azay said, the amount of time that it takes to roast an egg. Rabbi Kivomer, the amount of time that it takes to swallow a, 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 a roasted egg all, all at one time. Even the Tosas points out, even though Rabbi Akiva was the Rebbe of Ben Azai, the Gemara says in Brachel Samuch Beis, but uh, the, uh, he's only mentioned after Ben Azai in the Brisa because Slias Beitza comes before Gemias Beitza. You'd have to roast the egg before you swallow the egg. So we're trying to go in that in that order. So Rabbi Yudav Maseira the amount of time that it takes to swallow three eggs one after the other. It's the uh, the amount of time that it takes for the weaver to tie a broken strand on his loom. The amount of time that it would take her to uh, to stick her hand in her mouth to pull out a splinter that's between her teeth. The amount of time that 
able to take a woman to put her hand into a bread basket and pull out a loaf of bread. Even though there's no full raya that the shir hara is the amount of time that it takes to, to pull a loaf of bread out of a basket, there's at least an allusion to it in Sefer Mishlei. So you see that an isha zona is in some way comparable to a kikar lechem. So that's merami to the fact that the shir zman of stira is uh, that, that it takes to do maizes nus is the zman of a netila of a kikar lechem, the amount of time that it takes to take a, a kikar lechem. The Sefer Arachami says, you know, all of these shirim that each one is saying is uh, it's not just the shir, the average shir because it could be that uh, that you could figure that out from svarav. Each one would not have to be mashayir ba'atzmo, and also each of them uh, of the tanaim knew that uh, that the other ones were saying the different shirs. So uh, you can't compare one party, one person to to the other. So it can't be that each one was saying like, oh, I hold that the world revolves around me, and that that's the you know based on Gemara is going to say each one is being mashar ba'atzmo. Gemara is going to say each one was saying how long it takes them to have bia. So why would they assume they, they know that there are eight other opinions? So why would they assume that it would be based on how long it takes them personally to have uh, to have bia? Plus, uh, says the Arachama, a noef, an adulterer, is much more likely to be much more quick in his bia because he's afraid of getting caught. He's afraid that the husband's going to walk in. He's afraid of getting caught, so he's much more likely to uh, to, to be much quicker. So uh, that's what the Arachama suggests that you you find that uh, that by certain holy tanaim the says about Rabbi Eliezer that he was uh, he would have Tashmash Amita Kamisha Kafa Ushaid, that he was always Mimaher Machmazira, that he had with uh, this tremendous year Shemayim as if he was being forced by a shade. So he also had this tremendous sense of fear, like a Noif would have, Lahavdiel, like a Noif would have, and that's what each one is saying. That each of these Tanaim were perhaps knowing this way, and they were trying to figure out not the average time that it should take a normal person to have Tashmish. They were saying if a person is is uh, is trying to uh, to, uh, to have Tashmish as quickly as possible, like the Hanhaga of Rabbi Eliezer recorded in Masech Zedarim. So each one was trying to figure out what the quickest time that a person would be able to have Tashmish. Okay, but these are all the different shitos. So says Marav Kalani Lamali. Why do I need all of these shiurim? Uh, the uh, the the uh, the Tanishur just written Shir Stiru, which is the Kedei Tumah, which uh, say the first one Kedei Kafas Dekel. So says Marav Tzrichi. No, and meaning uh, meaning it's it's uh, I'm sorry the the uh, uh, the the uh, yeah so the Gemara says we need we need we need all of the shiurim of the first Tana the e Tana if the Tana would have written kedei tuma have meaning kedei tuma va'artsusa so kamashmol and kedei bia meaning what the Gemara was asking was that yes we have eight different opinions but the first opinion was three different opinions meaning the first opinion said kedei tuma kedei bia kedei hara kedei kafas dekel Rabbi Shmuel so that's a lot of different things why does Rabbi Shmuel have to say kedei tuma kedei bia kedei hara kedei kafas dekel why do you have to mention all those different things. So if it only would have said Kedei Tuma, I would have said Kedei Tuma Va'artsusa. That's not uh, it's the amount of time for the Avera itself plus the amount of time that it would take to seduce her. So Kamash Mulan, Kedei Bia. That's why he says Kedei Bia, that the shear of the Tuma is only the amount of time that it takes to have the Bia alone. V'itana Kedei Bia. And if it only would have said Kedei Bia without saying Kedei Hara, have meaning Kedei Gemar Bia. I would think that the shear is Kedei Gemar Bia. So Kamash Mulan, Kedei Hara. That's why it has to Kedei Hara. So it's just uh, enough to do nishika uh, sever. You don't need beyond nishika sever um, because we pass. And Rashi points out in the Sechus Yavamos that haara uh, is considered kigmar bia lekali sure arayos. As far as the surim are concerned, there's no difference between haara and gemar bia. Vyesh min kadei And if it only would have told me kadei ara, I mean kadei ara of 
Artusa, I would have said that it's the amount of time to do Ara plus to, to convince her to have that Bia. So Kamash Mulan That's why it tells me Kedei Tuma. So from the fact that it said both Kedei Tuma and Kedei Ara, so I know that it has that it's that it's uh, just the amount of time for the Bia itself. How long is that? All that is the amount of time that it takes for Akafas Dekel. So Rabbi Shvald said four different things, but four different, they were not really four different things. It was just a way of expressing that it's the amount of time to have Bia, which, which measures at Kedei Akafas Dekel. So now says Rumini, but I'll bring you another Brisa, and there are stiras all over the place now, between the Brisa we're about to quote and the Brisa we just quoted. Vinistera, the Pasuk says, Vekamashir Stira. So the Brisa wants to know, what is the Shir Stira? Lo Shamanu, we don't have a, it uh, doesn't say in the Pasuk. So Kishomer when it says that she becomes Tame, Haviomer Kedei Tuma. Oh, must be that the sheer stira is the amount of time that it takes to do Tuma, the amount of time that it takes to have Bia. Kedei Bia, Kedei Hara, Kedei Chazaras Dekel. Divrei Rabbi Eliezer. That is Rabbi Eliezer's opinion, that it's all of those things, which, by the way, in the previous price was Divrei Rabbi Yishmael. Now it's Divrei Rabbi Eliezer. That, uh, the, that's the, uh, the, that's Shir. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, Kedem Zikis HaKos, the amount of time that it takes to, uh, to dilute the wine with water. Ben Omer, Kedem Lishtoso, the amount of time that it takes to drink a cup of wine that is diluted with water. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Kedem Lishtos Beitza, the amount of time that it takes to roast an egg. Rabbi Yudu Omer, Kedei Lugoma, the amount of time that it takes to swallow a roasted egg. So Kasal Kedaitin, we're working with the assumption, Hainu Hakafas Dekel, Hainu Chazaras Dekel, that when we use the term Hakafas Dekel, that's the same as the term Chazaras Dekel, that they mean the same thing. Chazaras Dekel means the amount of time that it takes a person to walk around and go back to the to his starting point. So Hasam Amr Rabbi Yishmael, Kedei Hakafas Dekel, in the first price, Rabbi Yishmael was the one that said and Rabbi Eliezer disagreed in the first price. And Hacha Amr Rabbi Eliezer Kedei Chazaras Dekel. And over here it's Rabbi Eliezer who's saying Kedei Chazaras Dekel. So if Chazaras Dekel and Hakafas Dekel mean the same thing, how come in the first price Rabbi Eliezer rejected it, and in the second price Rabbi Eliezer is the Balmeimra, is the one that says that that's the Shir. So Amr Abaye Hakafa Beregel Chazar Beruach. No, they mean different things. Hakafa means the amount of time that it takes to walk around the Dekel. Chazar means that if the Dekel was was swayed by the wind, the amount of time that it would take for the uh, decal to go back into place. So by Ravashi, does that mean the amount of time that it would take to for it to go back to, to its original place? Or is it the amount of time that it would stop shaking, meaning it would, it would not just swing back, but then you know we go back and forth a little bit. So the amount of time that it would take for it to stop shaking. So it says we're taking. We're not sure about that, but at least we know that and are not the same thing. But there are more is over here. Hasam Amr Rabbi Eliezer in the first price. So Rabbi Eliezer is the one that said Kedei Mezikas Hakos. The amount of time that it takes to dilute a cup of wine. Hacha Kedei Chazaras Dekel. And over here he says Kedei Chazaras Dekel. Why would he say two different shiurim? Says Mar Idividi Chachiurahu. Who says those are two different shiurim? Maybe the exact amount of time that it takes to to uh, to, to have a branch of a dekel go back into place is the exact amount of time that it takes to dilute a cup of wine. Another stira though. Hasam Amr Rabbi Yoshua in the first price for Rabbi Yeshua it said that the shear of Tumah is Kedei Lishtoso the amount of time that it takes to drink a diluted cup of wine but Hacha Amar Kedei Mizikasakos in the second price he says the amount of time that it takes to be Mosekos of wine which is Rabbi Eliezer Shita in the first price which he disagreed with which is 
interesting. The Gemara is asking a steer within Rabbi Shua. It doesn't ask that Rabbi Shua openly rejected this shita in the first brisa. That Rabbi Eliezer was about name of this shita in the first brisa, and Rabbi Shua openly rejected it in in that first brisa. So that's what the Achronim point out. Yeah, because it's better to ask a direct steer than to ask like that. Meaning. I, over here, you have a direct steerer between two different things that he said. So that's a stronger kasha than to say, how come he, reject, he, he rejected that shita in the first brisa and then, and then stated the shita in the second brisa? So answers the Gemara, Ema kidei limzog velishtos. When Rabbi Shua says the shear is kidei meziga, it means the amount of time that it takes to be mozig the coast and to drink it. Because sta meziga is for the purpose of drinking it right away. They would only be mozig the coast right when they were ready to drink. You wouldn't be mozig the ayin and then put it in the refrigerator because it would spoil it would go bad so they would only uh, be mozig the yayin when uh, they were ready to uh, to to drink they also never refrigerators but they would only be mozig the yayin when they were when it was time to uh, to to drink the yayin but that's why Rabbi Shur says kidei l'shtoso one brisa and kidei mezigas across in the other brisa because it's both it's the combination of the two of them so now the Gemara says well why does uh, the, uh, the, the the why do we change Rabbi Yeshua from the pashtus and say that he means that you have to it's isn't there an easier answer? Why not just say that uh, are the same shear? Instead of combining what he says in the two brises and saying that it's double the shear of what, what it sounds like he's saying, why not just say that meziga and shtia take the same amount of time? Well, Imkain Hainu Rabbi Eliezer. No, the problem would then be that then he'd be conforming to the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer in the first brisa, who said that the shear is Kedem Meziga Sakos. But Rabbi Shor rejected Rabbi Eliezer in the first brisa. So he can't be saying the shear is Kedem Meziga Sakos. Oh, so Rabbi Shor must be saying that the shear is Kedem Meziga plus Kedem Shtia, which is longer than the shear that Rabbi Eliezer gave. And that's why uh, we can't say that they're the same. Another stira, Hasamam Ben Azai, in the first brisa of Ben Azai, who said Kedem Litzos Beitz, the amount of time that it takes to roast an egg. And over here he says the amount of time that it takes to drink a diluted cup of wine. So it says, yeah, if you time the amount of time it takes to roast an egg, which, on, you know, it's, it's these difficult shiurim, right? Meaning uh, roast an egg, how big is the fire? How big is the egg, right? I mean, there, there are factors that, that go into this. So the, we show them say, uh, an eish benoni. Uh, what's an Eish Benini, right? How big is an Eish Benini? Very difficult to understand, like how you can have like a, uh, a set shear for this. But says Gemara, it's, uh, it's the same shear as Kedem Zikasakos. Okay. Hasamam Rabbi Akiva. So there in the first price, Rabbi Akiva said another stira, Kedem Lagoma, the amount of time that it takes to swallow a roasted egg. Hacha Amar Kedem Litzel Spates. And over here he says the amount of time that it takes to roast the egg. Say, Ema Kedem Litzel Spates of Vilagoma. Rabbi Akiva must mean the combination of the two. That is the amount of time that it takes to roast the egg and then to eat the egg because why are why else are you roasting it if not to eat it right away a roasted egg a few days before Pesach that, that counts right good maybe they're both talking about uh, the same shear maybe uh, roasting an egg and eating an egg are the same shear so you don't have to say that Rabbi Kiva is a combo of the two maybe it's just that uh, it's one or the other but they're both the same shear no because then you'd be saying the same thing as Ben Azai because we already said that the shear of Kadesh Tia Sakos is the same as Kedem Litzos Beitza. So what would Rabbi Akiva be disagreeing with Benazai about? Another stira. Hasam Amar Rabbi Yudu in the first place Rabbi Yudu said Kedem Ligma Sholosh Beitz Mizoach is to swallow the amount of time it takes to swallow three baits in one after the other. Hacha, but in the second price, Amar Kedem Ligoma 
to swallow one egg. So clearly swallowing one egg takes less time than swallowing three eggs. So says Gemara, you're right. Rabbi Seira in the first b'risa was, uh, was speaking to Rabbi Akiva within the sheet of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva had said, Rabbi Akiva thought that we, we measured the time based on the combination of tzliya and gemiya of roasting the egg and swallowing the egg. So comes on Rabbi Seira and he says, no, instead of making a zman that, that relates to two different pu'ulos, that relates to two different actions, Cooking and then and then eating. Ema shear Just say the shear in terms of eating alone. And uh, I, but it takes longer than to eat an egg. Okay, So say it in a number that makes sense. So say in the amount of time that it takes to swallow three eggs, which would conform to what Rabbi Akiva in fact said, which is the combination of roasting the egg and, uh, and, and swallowing the egg. So apparently roasting an egg takes the amount of time that it takes to swallow two eggs, right? And that's how Shalosh Beitzim Zohar Turns out to be the same shear as Kedetzliya Ugemiya. So he's actually not arguing. I mean, it turns out that these two shitos aren't arguing in the shear. They're just arguing in the best way to express the shear. That Rabbi Kiva says Kedetzliya Ugemiya. So uh, Rabbi Dibam Beseir is just saying that's a poor way to express it. Just say Kedetzliya Ugemiya. But I agree with your shear. So th- therefore, even though we have nine tenai and we only have eight shitos because of those two, those two are, are, are the same. Rabbi Lazar ben Yirmiya Omer. The amount of time that it takes to, uh, to, for a weaver to uh, repair a broken string. So Gemara is just going to raise questions within each sheet. So by Ravashi, when the strings are very far apart from each other and you have to really pull them to get close to each other just to repair them, or if they're very close to each other and it won't take as much time to repair it. Take we're not sure. We also said in the Brisa that that one of the... Um, Shiurim, Chalman Bilcha said, is the amount of time that it would take to stick her hand in her mouth to pull out something that's stuck between her teeth. So, how tightly is it stuck between her teeth? If it's t- t- stuck very tightly, it will take a little longer than if it's fairly loose. Take, we're not sure. The amount of time it would take to stick her hand in a basket to pull out a loaf of bread. So, how tightly uh, connected to the basket is the bread? And not only that, the is it a brand new basket where there are still loose ends that may be sticking into the bread and will be harder to reach into? Or is it an old basket that's already been used many times and the inside is therefore entirely smooth? Is it a hot loaf of bread which is hard to, uh, to take out and will slip out of your hands more easily? Not to mention uh, uh, if uh, you know, they, they will burn your hand. You ever have like that hot challah that you have to, that you have to cut? So, but we're talking about a woman over here so it wouldn't burn her hands. But you know, for, for, uh, so, so is it... Uh, you know, we're talking about where it's hot, where it gets very slippery. Or is it maybe a cold loaf of bread? Is it a, uh, a loaf of wheat bread or, or barley bread? Um, apparently, uh, wheat bread is much smoother than barley bread. Uh, is it uh, made from a, uh, a thinner batter or, or, a, uh, or a thicker kind of dough? Um, where, where it could be that if it's made from a thicker dough, so it will be easier to, uh, to grab it. So take the Gemara 
Gemara leaves all of these as a teku, meaning the, the Gemara is just highlighting that it's, it's very hard to use any of these shiurim because there are so many details, like we said before. The Gemara doesn't raise the, all the issues you could raise with all of these uh, shiurim, but you could raise similar issues about every single one of the shiurim, right? The roasting the egg, we said, how big a flame, how big a net, right? All of those things, you could, ra- you could raise these, uh, these issues. So it's just very difficult to measure based on these shiurim. So we had nine tanayim, eight different shitos. Everyone was just speaking from their own experience. But Ben Azai never get married. Right? Ben Azai was one that the Gemara in Yavama says, he said, I know that there's mitzvah puravu. What can I do? All I ever want to do is learn. And uh, therefore, he never got married. So it says Gemara, three possible answers. It could be that he got married and it didn't work out. Uh, meaning, uh, because he just couldn't. He couldn't be married. Or he had a Mitzorah from his own Rebbe, so he wasn't speaking from his own personal experience, he was speaking from what he learned from his Rebbe, and the Mitzorah was such a uh, reality to him that that was Ki'ilu's own personal experience. Or HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Megalatim in Hashemayim, if he ever were to have a wife, how long it would take him to have Bia? Maritzchius raises the question over here, as he does wherever these kinds of things come up, how could you pass an halacha based on Surah Hashem Nireyev? This Torah is a little bit he, You're not supposed to pass an halacha based on something that's revealed to a person, Min Hashemayim. Torah Shavavira, Zim Namar Lameshmed Rabbi Ami, Vizim Namar Lameshmed Rabbi Asi. Ravira said, sometimes the name Rabbi Ami, sometimes the name of Rabbi Asi, Kala Ocha Lechem, once we're talking about bread, we're not really talking about bread, but one of the shiurim of Tumah that we mentioned is the amount of time that it takes to take bread out of a basket. So once we're talking about bread, that anyone who eats bread without Nathilus Yadayim, it's as if he's been boel in Isha Zona. That the Paschal Mishlei apparently is comparing an Isha Zona to a Kika Lechem. That, uh, that just like a Zona's Mufkeres, so too someone who eats... Uh, uh, without Natilis Yadayim is eating an Achila Mufkaris. That's what the Tosa Shantz writes. And it's, uh, it's like Hefker, that he can just do whatever he wants uh, in, in, in terms of fulfilling uh, his desires. The Me'iri says that it's similar to Znus and that he's being Mimale Tavaso with something that's not Ro'ilo, something that's not appropriate for him. The Maral points out, based on the Gemara and Brachos, that we learn Natilis Yadayim, Kodamasuda, from the Pasco Vihiskadashtem. So if you eat without Natilis Yadayim, it's eating without going through a Kiddushin first. It's eating without without going through a process of Kedusha in advance of the Achilo. Ooh, so that's, you understand, that's what the comparison is to Bias Nus. What's Bias Nus? Having Bia without going through Kiddushin first, without, uh, without having uh, the proper uh, preparation of the Kiddushin in order to, uh, to allow for the, uh, the Bia. You have such a similar uh, line in the Yerushalmi about Erev Pesach, Kalochel Matzah and Erev Pesach, Skilu Ba'al Arusasel Bebeis Chamav, that somehow Achila is associated Right, achila that's uh, that's not done with the proper uh, protocols is associated with the bia that's not done with the proper protocols. So, uh, so this is not entirely unique. Amar Rava, hi badisha zona ad kikar lechem, bad kikar lechem adisha zona mi baile. That's what it should have said when it says baad and ad. It implies that because of uh, of, of this, you get to because of baad the first thing, you get to the second thing. So uh, since baad is written by isha. Zona and Ad is written by Kikar Lechem, it sounds more like the Pasuk is saying that because of what you do with the Yishazona, you're going to get to the Aver of Kikar Lechem and not the other way around. I mean, we're saying
saying that someone who, who eats below Natilis Hadayim, oh, that's like uh, Isha Zona. But it's re- it really sounds like saying the reverse. Ella Amaravas Rav says, no, here's what it really means. That if a person is bold in Ishazona, he's going to become so poor that he's going to be begging for food at some point. That Znus brings a person to, uh, to Anius. Uh, the, uh, that's what the, the Remez they say is that Al Natilis Yudayim is Rashi Tevos of Ani. That uh, lack of Natilis Yudayim is also brings a person to, uh, to Anius. The Paskin Mishle says, that a person loses a fortune by, uh, by going after Zonos, by going after Znus. So uh, w- once we mentioned Rabbi Vira about someone who eats Lechem, another Memra. Anyone who's Mizazim is uprooted from the world because he's violating Divrei Chacham, Mischayev Misa. And Pasuk says in Koelas, Parit Gedder Yishchenu Nachash. When a person washes his hands before the meal, he's supposed to lift his hands up so that the tips of his fingers are facing upward and the water will go down toward his, uh, toward his wrist, toward his arm. Uh, whereas when a person washes to wash off the melech's domus, he wants to lo- put his hands lower so that it will drip off, not further onto his hands, but it will drip off uh, the off of his hands entirely, so the zuama of whatever's on his hand will go to the karka, will go down to, to the ground. The reason you lift your hands lamaila by mayim rishonim is because if you were to put your hands lamata, so whatever would become tame, the water that becomes tame over here would then drip down and be matame the fingers again. So you do it like this, so that the water that becomes tame by the palm of your hand uh, will will stay from there and 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 down. So that's why we do a second natila to wash off any water that's tame also, but. Uh, but but uh, the uh, the better way to do it is to be magbia yadav lemaila that a person should elevate should lift his hands lemaila uh, and that's the the remez they have from the pasuk in Yeshaya vayinatleim vayinasim that after you know till yadayim vayinasim the Torah quotes such a remez from the pasuk that after you know till yadayim you lift up your hands in uh, in that way tanya namiachim with brisa says just like this hanotel yadav tzorik sheyagbia yadav lemaila that if a person uh, doesn't till yadayim he should lift his hands up because if rosh we're afraid that the water is going to go uh, it's going to go onto the arm and it's going to return and it's going to come back and be uh, the the uh, the yadayim um, the, uh, if you have less than a revius of mayim in the kli you need to be notel shnei pamim the mayim rishonim is mitar the yadayim but they, the, the mayim themselves become tame from the yadayim so you need to do a second atila in order to be mitar the mayim that's on your hands and uh, it says over there in uh, in Mesachas Yadayim that a Yadayim metamos and metaros ad haperek that only min haperek ulamata with Chazal Rogoza that uh, that the, the, the Yadayim have a din of shniel as far as chuma is concerned they're metar al yaday netila only ad haperek so if a person is notel mayim rishonim only ad haperek and the mayim hashniyim he does chutz leperek meaning it goes uh, beyond the the joints so then uh, his his hand is going to be Tahar. But if he puts, he put, does the Mayim Rishonim Chutz Leparak and the Shniim only Ad Leparak, and then the water from the Mayim Rishonim comes back, so then it's going to be Metamid the Adayim. So that's what we say. Don't risk it. Just hold the hands up so that the water doesn't uh, doesn't come back. The person eats bread without drying his hands first. It's as if he's eating Lechem Tame, which 
means disgusting bread. Um, and the Pasuk is uh, referring to the Pasuk that, that's prior to that, where Kodesh Baruch says to Yechezkel that he should make a bread out of, uh, out of barley and he should knead it in a tzoas adam in order to show that how t- awful it is that their lechem is so disgusting that it's called uh, lechem tame. So you see that uh, the concept that if a person eats with wet hands, it's ki'ilu al tame. That's why niguv yadayim is considered part of the netilas yadayim process. Right? I mean, that's why we're allowed to make a bracha after the netilas so long as we're saying the bracha prior to the niguv because niguv is critical because you're not supposed to eat with, uh, with wet hands. It's a question whether you need a maisa niguv. What if you just allow your hands to air dry? I remember I gave a shear about this. I actually wrote about it in my second sefer uh, when in Camp Cayley uh, they got tired of uh, paper towels all over the place uh, every, every day. So they installed air dryers by the Natil Sedaim stations. So I remember my Shween's a chronal of Racha. It was like he was so happy they finally installed that so it wasn't a mess all the time. So, uh, so, so uh, the Shaila was is that a niguv? Is that, it's just air that's hitting your hands. You're not actually doing any mice. So the answer is it's fine. Not on Shabbos. On Shabbos they unplug it and they and it's a mess with paper towels. But uh, but but uh, but the, the shaila is if, if that's uh, if that's uh, that's a niguv you die. But we we say a bracha after the netilas dying for whatever reason. Tosa talks about psachim. But it's a shaila. Why are you allowed to say bracha after you already did the mitzvah? So the way we justify it is we say, oh, but it's before the niguv. So we're still involved in the mitzvah. The mitzvah is not over yet. So a person should be careful about this. Sometimes we're rushing to wash, and we're, we're rushing so much to wash, we've already dried our hands. By the time we say until the time, we should take a moment, say until the time, and then dry our hands so that it's a little bit of an overlast yasan. Also, people make the common mistake of thinking that they're allowed to talk after they wash before they made the bracha. That is incorrect, right? Meaning uh, the, the bracha is really going on the washing. So you're absolutely not allowed to talk after washing before the bracha. That's a, it's much better. If you want to be mafsik, you shouldn't be mafsik from the whole process. But if you want to be mafsik, it's better to be mafsik after the bracha before you, you have the hamotzi than it is to be mafsik after the natila before the, uh, the bracha. So it says Gmar Vaita. Now, umay, how, how do we explain the hemshech of the pasuk? nefesh yikara tatsud. So Amar Bar'aba Amar Rabbi Yochanan Chaladam Sheish Bogasus Haruach Anyone who's a Balgaiva Lubisov Nichshal Be'esh Asish Eventually he'll be Nichshal with an Eish Asish Nehmer Be'esh Asish it happens to be people who are baligaiva tend to think that they can get away with whatever they want, and uh, nothing. And there are never going to be consequences to their actions, and they end up in all sorts of uh, scandals and things like that. Um, you know, uh, look around the world; you see that these things happen. So Amarava, hi nefesh yikara, the uh, another dafyomi coincidence. Uh, so hi nefesh yikara. So says the Gemara that 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 nefesh gavomi. By the way, why does it call that a nefesh? Yikara, it should call it a nefesh kavoa ba'od, and in addition to that, he tatsud me ba'yulei. It should have said he tatsud because that's how you're darshing the pasuk from the uh, end to the beginning. That the nefesh yikara is tatsud the eshesish, so it should have said he tatsud. That then it would be mashma that the nefesh yikara is tatsud. Ella amarava kalabal eshesish. No, what the pasuk is teaching me is anyone who's bold in eshesish afilu lama Torah, even if he learned Torah, dixiv ba'yikara imi and about Torah we know that it's more precious than the most precious 
precious pearls. And what does it mean? It means someone who's a Tamil Chacham is more precious than the Kohen Gadol who goes right? So it's the most precious thing. But if such a Tamil Chacham is bold and ashes ish, he she's going to slap him to Gehenim. He's going to he's going to have to face Dina Shal Gehenim. Anyone who's Balgaiva, Kilu Ovid Avodzchavim. It's as if he's Ovid Avodazara. Ksiv Hacha Tavas Shem Kol Gvalev, Uksiv Hasam Lo Tavi Toeva El Beisecha. I think the the Rambam has by Kol Akoes is Kilu Ovid Avodzara. I think that's one of the places the Rambam has. And when you get the Rambam quotes this also that Balgaiva is Kilu Ovid Avodzara. I think Kol Akoes, if I'm not mistaken, does not appear in Shas, and that's it appears in Zohar. So that's one of the two play, two things the Rambam quotes in all of Rambam that comes from that that only appears in Zohar, and the Rambam didn't have a Zohar. So uh, that's that's like a mystery of where where in the world did the Rambam uh, get get these from? But over here it's about uh, it's about it's about uh, Gasaruach. So this is in the Gemara that anyone who has uh, who has a Gaiva, it's as if he's over the Zara. And because the pasuk says Tavashem Kol Gvalev and Velo Tavi Toeva El Beisecha, referring to uh, Tavod Dzara. In the Anaf Yosef, he explains that every Mila that a person has over another another person is 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 Kain Ve'Efes Neged Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I mean, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is so infinite. Whatever Mila you have over another person is 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 nothing. So by 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 being Machshiv the Mila that a person has over another person, by being a Balgayv and being Machshiv that Mila, it's as if you're saying that there's some that that. It's, a, it's as if you're limiting Akhosh Baruch because you're saying that it means something in the grand scheme of things. You know, like a, a friend of mine has a, a child with uh, significant special needs, and he was talking to Rav Shapte Rappaport. He was asking Rav Shapte Rappaport for uh, Hadracha and Eitzah, and Rappaport said to him, Think of it like this Klape Akhosh Baruch you know, like what well, your, your child's ability to understand Hashem is here, your ability to understand Hashem is here, and then there's like meaning like <laughs> it's the the difference is minuscule in the grand scheme of things. Our ability to understand anything is so tiny to begin with. So once you're being machshiv that difference by being machshiv that difference, you eliminate Kodesh Baruch That's kfira. That's 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 the kilu of Rabbi Yochanan Diday Amar Rabbi Yochanan himself said kilu kafar beikr as if he's denying Kodesh Baruch Hu. Shamar v'ram Person has a sense of gaiva. He forgot the Kodesh Baruch Rabbi Chaim Rechanina Amar kilu ba al kol arayos. It's as if he was ba'al all the arayos. Ksiv ha'chatavus shem kol gvalev uksiv hasam kies kol ha'toeva osael. So uh, you see, kilu arayos is called a toeva. Ula Amar kilu bana bama. That a person who's a bal gaiva. It's as if you built a bama to bring korbanos. Tavol dezarish. Never chidul chamin adam asher neshama ba'apo ki ba'men echashevu al tigri ba'me el bama. That it's as if it's it's, a, it's considered a, that it's a bama. So my yad liyad lo yinake. What does the pasuk mean when it says yad liyad lo yinake? Amarav kol sheish bogas saruach afilu hikno la kodesh baruch hu shemayim va'aretz. Even if kodesh baruch hu gave shemayim va'aretz for him, Avram Avinu, like uh, like Avram Avinu, that he was meshabeach kodesh baruch hu with the fact that kodesh baruch hu is kodesh shemayim va'aretz. Dichsiv be harimosi yadi el Hashem. 
Kel Elyon, Kone Shemayim Varetz, still lo yinakam yidina shalganim. Even though he recognizes that Kodesh Baruch Hu is Kone Shemayim Varetz, and he's the one that recognizes Kodesh Baruch Hu, but if a person is a Balgaiva, then lo yinakam yidina shalganim, then he's not going to be saved from dina shalganim. So that's what it means, that even if Yad the Yad, that he's Meshabeach the Kodesh Baruch Hu, like Avram Avinu was Meshabeach the Kodesh Baruch Hu with Harimosi Yadi, still he's not going to be Naki Medina Shalganim. The Talmudim in the base of Rabbi Shila had the following question. If we dash in the Pasuk Yad Liyad to re referring to Avram Avinu's Harimosi Yadi, Hayad Liyad Lo Yinake, Yadi Mi It should say Yadi Lo Yinake. So because Harimosi Yadi, it's not Yad Liyad, it's Yadi. So it says more, Ela Amri Debe Rabbi Shila, Afilu Kibel Torah Kemosh Rabbeinu. It means if a person is a Balgaiva, even if he was Makabal the Torah like Moshe Rabbeinu, Dixivbe, Miyamin. Right, that the Torah was given from the Yad Yamin of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Lo Yinaka Midina Shalgadim. That even if it was given Miyad Liyad to this person, Kashalei the Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan's brother, Hai Yad Liyad, Yad Miyad Mi Bailei. That's Moshe Rabbeinu got Miyad from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Miyamino Eshtas Lamo. Elam Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, No, it's Afilu Asad Tzedaka Beseser, Tzichsiv Matan Beseser Yichva Av, Lo Yinaka Midina Shalgadim. Even if a person does an even greater thing, he gives Tzedaka Beseser, which is the greatest thing that holds back Hashem's anger, but if he's about Gaiva, he's not going to be Yenaka, Medina, Shogahanim. Okay, but tomorrow we'll pick up from Asara, Legasia Ruach, three lines from the top of the page. Have a great day, everybody.